Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Doing great. It's a beautiful day outside. One one of the million things that sucks about the world being on lockdown and everybody having to stay inside. You know, first of all, we don't have to stay outside. You can you can go outside as long as you're not not around others. And uh, gosh, the weather, at least in my part of the world, has been unbelievable for a few weeks, really. And today is just perfect. It's, it's like sunny and 75 out here. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is awesome today. And so, I'm, you know, we're going to get through this podcast. I'm going to go outside, just walk around, not that's, find people. That's what I'm trying that's to do. what I'm doing um, on the podcast. I'm just out in my yard, circling the house. Uh, Jimmy, uh, just FYI, earlier today, and this is something we can talk about a little later. Um, earlier today, I was on the Locked on Rams podcast where we went over some Alabama guys for the draft. And um, I, I had prepared all this stuff for like Tua and Jerry Judy and Ruggs. And and then they kind of threw me a, a, a curveball and said, yeah, we we don't want to talk about them quite as much because the Rams don't have a pick till the second round. So we want to talk about, you know, Shy Carter and Jared Maiden. And and I was like, okay, well, I didn't know quite it. You know, I'd been <laughs> reading up on these other guys, um, but it was still a lot of fun. They do a great job over there. And, and I mean, they, I'll tell you, the the locked on pro guys are just as passionate about their teams as we are. And we never look at sports or NFL that way because we're yeah. so college centric. But they are, man. They they just dig it so much. And, I mean, it's funny to me because I just look at the NFL as a place where Alabama players go. It's like Alabama players Valhalla. I mean, they just – it's where they – after they pass through Alabama, they just – they go to the great beyond in the NFL, and, and there they are. Um, but for them, that's, that's their thing. That's their SEC. And so, I mean, I, I, it was a lot of fun being on there. But one thing – that dawned on me while I was looking through just some random stats. I wanted to have something a little different. And we're just, we're going off the cuff here today, people. Um, Chua Tungvaluwa played in 33 games for Alabama, or started 33 games. Um, the only two games he lost as a starter were against two teams that won the national championship and went 15 and 0 each. That's the only two games he lost as a starter. Am I not? As much as we we live this stuff every day, and that never occurred to me. I but mean, we live right. this stuff every day, and it's the first that's occurred to me. That, that's crazy. What? That's crazy. And I'm not. I mean, surprised. It's, it's bananas. It's, it's, it takes it's, a pretty good it's, ball it's club insane. to beat Alabama. It takes a pretty good ball club to beat Alabama. You know, Tua or no Tua. Heck, he only games? had 33 starts. He only had 33 starts, and I know he played some garbage time in some of these games. But he had he set the passing record at Alabama, and he had seven thousand four hundred forty-two yards in thirty-three starts. He's pretty good, you know. If Tua had not been hurt, if Tua had not been hurt, and I'm not talking about the ankles, even with the ankles, I'm talking about had he not suffered the hip injury, the all-season draft talk, the draft talk for months would have been compelling. And the question, you know, the question has been how's Tua's hip. The question then would have been Tua or Burrow. We would have talked about it for months. Which one? Easily. Uh, you know, if, if Tua just didn't hurt his hip, you know, and, and maybe it wouldn't even been a discussion, frankly. But, you know, with size and everything else and his ankles, maybe so. But, wow, that's an amazing stat. So Tua's two losses as a starter were to undefeated 15-0 and national championship teams. Because he didn't Pretty play good. against Auburn this year. 
Um, mm-hmm. He did. He didn't play um, against. He didn't play against Auburn in seventeen. Or yeah, I guess it was the. It was the seventeen season, but eighteen national championship. Yeah, he didn't play against Auburn in Jordan Hare either time. He didn't even get in the game. So, I mean, you can't put those losses on him. Um, I mean, that's that's just wild to me. But the other and, thing that I start, yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. keep going, keep going. I mean, uh, I'm, this I'm, is I'm, the I'm, other I'm, thing. This is non-Tua, but you know, I started looking at because one thing he asked me, he said, what about the Alabama receivers? What do you think? Who would you take? And I said, you know, I love Jerry Judy as, as I think he's awesome. And I think he was Tua's favorite target, but I think Henry Ruggs may have the higher ceiling. I mean, I think Judy's not going to get faster and I don't know that right. he can humanly juke more than he jukes right now, but I think Ruggs can be a better route runner. Like you can teach that. Right. Uh, Jerry Judy is topped out as the best route runner in this class, period. He's always going to run routes great. But when Henry Ruggs learns to run routes correctly and awesomely, how do you stop a guy that fast and make him jump like that? Agree that Ruggs' upside is is greater than Judy's, and I'm not going to be surprised. I don't necessarily expect it, but I'm not going to be surprised if Ruggs is picked ahead of Judy or, in fact, if Ruggs is picked as the number one receiver in the draft. I mean, today, you know, Gun to my head, I think C.D. Lamb might be drafted ahead of Judy Ann Ruggs. But, but really, I th- I, I, this, this is what I'm sure of. If you ask the 32 NFL teams to line up Judy Ruggs and C.D. Lamb in, in an order, you're going to see every order. I, I don't know what the consensus would be, but you're going to see every order. I, I, I think all those teams would have different opinions. But getting on to the losses, Jalen only lost two starts, I think. He lost the Auburn true. game. He lost the Auburn game, and he lost um, undefeated Clemson, the 2016 undefeated Clemson. When Jalen was a freshman, went in Clemson. Yeah, yeah. Clemson became the first team to finish undefeated. Now, and, now, that's true. But he did lose to Kansas State this year. Yes, yes, I was talking about at Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, I know. I, at I just meant what, what 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 immediately made me think of it is when you said Tua only lost to two undefeated national championship teams. I'm like. Wait, Jalen lost to an undefeated national championship team. I guess the outlier loss in terms of what what Tua never did that Jalen did was the loss at Auburn in 2017. Correct. That was uh that was the outlier, although Alabama would bounce back to win a national title uh that behind season. Jalen would behind have two. lost another game Probably, had he stayed yeah. in that Georgia. <laughs> almost almost certainly. Um, almost certainly that was headed towards a loss that was saved by Tua. No question. But just unbelievable. Basically, I think I think in terms of like, yeah, of course there's one exception to every rule, with the exception being 2017 at Jordan Hare. Uh basically, if we have Jalen or Tua on the field since 2016, if you want to beat Alabama. You better be good enough to be an undefeated national champion. No, that's right. And going back to the receivers, you bring up C.D. Lamb, and a lot of people think he's the best in the in the uh, draft. You know, I started thinking about that. I've watched Oklahoma. I mean, and C.D. Lamb is really good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think one reason people think he's better is because of his stats, and his stats are better than Judy's, and Judy's are better than Ruggs. But, you know, C.D. Lamb had to play more. I mean, he was the show at the, at, the, at the end of the game. Rugs usually isn't in there. Judy usually we're not throwing deep balls to Judy. I mean, and they also CD Lamb also didn't have Devontae Smith 
and exactly. Jalen Waddle stealing catches. But so my point exactly. is that if if Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs play, just forget having the other guys on the team. If they just stay in the game as long as C.D. Lamb had to stay in the game all the games, there's no doubt in my mind at least Judy's stats would be better, and I wouldn't be shocked if Ruggs were too. I mean, go back and think about how many times – what was it against Missouri? Rug catches a little, um, a little bubble screen or something, and it's to the crib against. Uh, was it New Mexico State this past year? They ended up not being a pass, but like a run where Tua flips it out to him, and it's just like first place. Thank you for shopping. Um, I mean, if they played the whole game, my God, it's it's not fair. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. If we're just going to do stats, yeah, you're going to always take C.D. Lamb. So, so Jimmy, let me tell you some other great news. We've been talking about it all week. Nyko Sports is back and showing even more love to our beloved Crimson Tide. Nyko Sports has a Tua Tungvaluwa football. I've talked about it all week long. This is a full-size, fully embossed football with Tua's image, stats for all the records he set at Alabama, the SEC records, NCAA records, all that stuff, collegiate highlights, MVPs, yada, 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 the list goes on. This football is only $99, and a portion of the proceeds are being donated to the Make-A-Wish Alabama Foundation. This is a limited edition football. You have to call this number, 800-345-2868. Call that number right away, 800-345-2868. And you can also check them out at Nyko Sports, NI kcosports.com if you'd like to and find out more about this football and tell them you heard about it on Locked On Bama. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a second. All right, Jimmy. So uh, we were talking about the wide receivers in the draft and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I think we're going to have all next week to talk about the draft some more. We may even do a mock draft. I think one thing you and I are going to do uh, come early next week is we're going to pretend, tend like, as the children like to say, we're going to tend like uh, that we had the day game. And so you and I are just going to go over imaginary stats that we make up probably on the fly. I would love to say we're going to put homework into this and we're going to make these stats up this weekend. I know I'm be lying, so I'm not going to do that. And uh, we're just going to make up what we think a day would have been because a day would have been this coming Saturday. Yeah, it makes me a little sad to think about that uh, A-Day would have been this Saturday and there won't be an A-Day this Saturday. It's just very uh, disheartening. On the other hand, uh, still hopeful that we'll have football in the future. And, you know, even though it sounds kind of crazy or goofy, oh, we're making up stats about a game, we're going to try to be insightful in terms of like, what we really think would have happened, who would have emerged, what would Bryce Young have looked like, was Trey Sanders going to have a big spring, who was going to who was going to emerge on defense? Was John Mechie really going to step up and be that third receiver? Those are all things that uh, that we'll, we'll lay out predictions or forecasts for what we really thought the spring would look like, uh, and you can do so in the form of A-Day stats. Yeah, we just and again, it's even more fun when you just make them up. I feel like Bryce Young would have had a hell of a day. A hell of a day, Jimmy. <laughs> Well, one thing that's interesting um, about it is most likely he would have faced the second team defense. You know, we 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 do ones versus ones and twos versus twos. So Bryce yeah. would have been going against the second team defense, which would have been an opportunity for him to complete some balls and put up numbers. And you know, I wonder who it hurts more. Does it hurt Bryce Young more because um, he's he doesn't get that 
he didn't get to look at a, at a college defense and, and all those things people would love to say in terms of the the cliche argument. But, you know, maybe it hurts Mac Jones a little more because I think a lot of fans are like me. They they think Bryce Young's going to come in and take this thing. And had Mac Jones had the spring, he could have easily solidified his number one spot by having a hell of a spring. And so now that he hadn't had that, it just puts more doubt into people's minds, if you ask me. Yeah, I think you can make a case for either one. I would lean to being a bigger deal for Bryce not learning the offense. I mean, although I'm sure he's learning a lot in these virtual sessions he gets to have with Sark, I'm sure he's learning a lot and he's a smart kid. He wouldn't have needed uh, what, what others might have needed because Bryce is so mature and intelligent, specifically about football. So, you know, I, I think it would have hurt Bryce more, but, you know, Mac, for, for Mac to keep this job, he's got to prove not only that he's the better quarterback right now, but that this is his team. And, and, and this spring would have been an excellent opportunity for Mac to prove to everybody, hey, Bryce is talented and he's the future, but this is my team. And uh, Mac missed out on that, that opportunity. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, big to me, huge quarterback news. When you combine it with a couple of other news stories, and that's that Southern Cal quarterback JT Daniels, who who began last season as the starter at Southern Cal, highly recruited five-star guy coming out of a high school and looked good in, in the early going at Southern Cal, looked like he was going to be a guy that lived up to the hype, then got injured and sort of wally pipped by Caden Slovis, yeah. who uh, who showed up and just was was unbelievable. So now JT Daniels would be the backup at Southern Cal. JT is chosen to transfer and went into the portal this afternoon. And uh, while that's really big news, even for an Alabama, the quarterback coach that recruited him to Southern Cal is T. Martin, who's now at Tennessee. Tennessee has oh. a couple of interesting quarterbacks, but if JT Daniels wants the familiarity, he could go play for T. Martin again at Tennessee, where he's easily got more skills than Jarrett Guarantano or Brian Maurer at Tennessee or incoming freshman Harrison Bailey. So, and then combine that with the news that it's very likely that the NCAA is going to pass this rule in time for this season, which allows one, you know, one-time transfers to have immediate eligibility. So as afternoon out of nowhere, we could be looking at the fact that JT Daniels could be the starting quarterback at Tennessee. It's a real game changer, you know, Uh, not that Holy crap, Alabama watch out because Tennessee still is a, is a rebuilding program. But there is no question that would improve Tennessee uh, overnight. Oh, man, that would be huge. And if that does happen where the NCAA does say you could, that rule would start now, we need to call any tight end that is ever thought about yeah. transferring that's worth a shit, right? Don't we or need even to? The ones that, even the ones that haven't thought about transferring, that, that's, <laughs> that's the beauty. That's the beauty that is of the this. Beauty, I, hate, yeah. I hate this rule so badly, and I think it's going to destroy college sports myself. I cannot explain how much I hate it, but screw it. I obviously can't stop it from happening. We can't stop it from happening. The people that really know the sport that say, don't do this, they haven't stopped it from happening. Mm-hmm. So if we can't stop it, fine, let's do it. Let's. And I know there's going to be a no tampering rule, but give give me a break. No tampering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not going to call the kid directly. No one's going to do that. But there's a world of people out there that know the kid. It will be so easy to get whispered to the kid. Alabama wants you. LSU wants you. Georgia wants you. 
everyone is going to do that. Everyone's going to do it, and everyone's going to know they have that opportunity. So the way I look at it, fine. If college football wants to destroy itself, let's go. Let's go get the best tight end in America. Let's go get the best pass rusher in America. Let's go get the best safety in America. I don't care if they thought about transferring or not. I think a lot of starters out there at other schools would like to be the starter at Alabama mm-hmm. instead. So let's do it. No, you're absolutely right. And and that's the thing. There's also not a don't make strong ass offers rule on the table, but people <laughs> violate that shit. Why can't we violate this? You know, that's so true. Article six, section four, sub chapter three is don't make strong ass offers. And Will Wade did that for the world to hear. And so, yeah, I think I'm fine with saying that if we have to call a tight end, let's call a tight end. Or can you do the bump rule be a cell phone? Like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just butt dialed the country's best tight end. But while I got you on the phone. <laughs> let's do everything. Let's give Trevor Lawrence's girlfriend a volleyball scholarship. See if he'll follow her over here. I mean, I'm not here. And let's just pull out all the stops. I mean, if they're going to do this, if they're going to say anyone can transfer, let's not go, hmm, is this guy maybe good enough to beat out Miller Forrestal? No, let's go get the number one guy. Let's get the number one guy. I don't care where he's at. I mean, I'm telling you, a lot of, pe- a lot of players out there are going to say, wait a minute, even for my junior year, my contract year, I just get to drive over to Alabama and be their wide receiver to go along with, with Mechie and Waddle. All we need is one yeah. fight between Jamar. A- ask Jamar Chase, hey, you want to play with Miles Brennan this fall or you want to play with Bryce Young? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that's – don't – if I'm if I'm Nick Saban and I'm no Nick Saban, heck, he, he, he's way more ambitious than even I can dream of. But that's my thought. Fine, I'm not going to – I'm not going to, you know, put out word, hey, hey, what? who's frustrated with their playing time? No, go get the very best proven guy. Go get Jamar Chase. Go get Trevor Lawrence. Why not? Uh, yeah. If I know Saban, he's probably already called Rob Gronkowski, and the NCAA is like, no. And he's like, you didn't say he had to be in college now. <laughs> you got to tell me the whole story. Uh, hey, I've, right. put, I've put this out on Twitter before, and people think it's a joke, and it's not. There, 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 there's another ultimate transfer out there that I talk about all the time. Here's a guy that would absolutely be eligible to play college football under existing rules that would be the best tight end in the SEC and in college football, and that's LeBron James. You go go to LeBron and say, well, you never got to play out your college football dream. You've already got more money than you'll possibly ever spend. Spend a year at Alabama. Uh, Your class is more than three years removed, so you would be draft eligible after just one season. Spend one year training at Alabama and uh, and then go play in the NFL a year. Just to prove oh, that, you're the greatest athlete that's ever been. Yeah, so you've already got all the money in the world, uh, and what? And you, I mean, even if you get hurt, I mean, who gives a shit? Buy a new leg. I mean, what's it matter? <laughs> um, or buy somebody to walk for you. <laughs> yeah. like, and who's gonna get a really small dude who who can like fit right under where your thigh was, and just use him as your second leg? And he's and got two legs, so all of a sudden you have three legs. I mean, what's who's going to hurt him? LeBron James is going to run smack over Dylan Moses. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm all for this. I love this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he is completely – he is perfectly eligible. That That's not even a question. Eligible. Oh. And not only eligible, once he's on the team. That's the ultimate loophole in terms of cash, gifts, and prizes to the other players on the roster. Oh, that's there's no doubt. <laughs> he's on oh, the team. He did, like – 
Our, our team's going to Lakers games in the offseason. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> if, Tua, uh, if Tua can take his offensive lineman out to dinner, LeBron can take his 84 teammates to Europe. Uh, there's no doubt. All right, let's go ahead and take another break, our final break. But before we do that, I want to tell you one more time about Nyko Sports. Go check them out, please. Tell them that you heard about it from Locked On Bama. Please, we don't get commission from it. I just like people knowing that they where they heard the great stuff that we uh, pimp on here. And so I want you to tell them this. It is a Tua Tungavailua football. It is fully embossed, full size, all the bells and whistles, talks about all the shit he did at Alabama, and it was a lot of shit. We all know this. He's probably this generation's favorite Alabama player, maybe any generation's favorite Alabama player. So go check him out. Football for 99 bucks. You got all two of his accolades on there. You have to check it out. 1-800-345-2868. 1-800-345-2868. Tell them Luke and Jimmy sent you. I, I don't know if they'll do anything for you, but you can just tell them. That'd be great. All it's right, not going to hurt. Break. It's not going to hurt. Good. It's not gonna hurt. Yeah, they, they're like, it's $100 now. It's not $99. <laughs> um, all right, we'll be back in just a second. All right, Jimmy, to wrap the show up here, um, some basketball news. First of all, I do have to laugh. I must laugh at the fact that Auburn thought they were getting Jalen Green, the number one player in the country. And Jalen Green not only said he's going to the G League, he said had he gone to college, he was going to Memphis, which did make me laugh a little bit. It does suck that Auburn is in on guys like him, and they were definitely in on him. But I do find it quite comical that they were 100% convinced he was going to Auburn, and instead they finished a distant third. Third, but he's going to the G League anyway. Going G League anyway, yeah. But it I probably would have been a little more. It would have been more delicious if he'd have said, uh, "You know, I was going to go to Auburn, but I'm going to go to the G League instead." That would have been even yeah. more more delicious. <laughs> you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I wanted. I didn't even want them to have the satisfaction of when he's in the pros kicking ass, and they go, "Man, he was so close to coming to Auburn." I'm glad he clarified it and said, no, no, I wasn't going there. I was going to Memphis, so that's fine. It really shouldn't matter, but, yes, I'm being quite petty, and I agree. So, We're going to have a uh, fun uh, NBA draft just like the NFL because I think uh, Kyra seems more and more solidified into the first okay. round these days. So the NBA draft will be uh, fun for us uh, the night that rolls around. And Jalen Forbes has entered the transfer portal. Look, the writing was probably on the wall with this last signing class, but I'll tell you something. If you ask me who, you know, to put together a list of guys I wanted to transfer, he would have been like number three on the list, not number one. So I'm, I'm a little saddened by it, but I think he's just a victim of circumstance here. And, uh, you know, I saw him at the Alabama Mississippi All-Star game. I thought he was pretty good. Thought he had a nice three-point shot. It didn't come to fruition at Alabama. Um, and he had the opportunity. He had the opportunity to make things happen. And maybe he just wasn't ready, but uh, he didn't make them happen. And, you know, I wish him well. Yeah, we don't know about the inner workings of the locker room or the relationship between him and the coaches. I think, again, we talk about this all the time here, and 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 hopefully it can help. Help, you know, just ourselves in terms of seeing things clearly about freshmen that play. But there's two types of freshmen that play in the game. Ones that have earned their way onto the field or court because they're so great. And the ones that – and the second is the ones forced to play because the – and 
for whatever reason, a lot of the fans, they don't distinguish between those two. They throw them all in one thing and they go, oh, this Forbes guy sucks. First of all, he didn't suck. Secondly, he was only playing because everyone else was. So, uh, you know, I, I think Jimmy, I don't know if you can hear me, but you you you've been gone for about twenty seconds. I can make out mumblings. Can you hear me? I don't think you need to hear me. Can you hear me now? Testing. Yeah, yeah, you're back now. You're back for a second. I don't know what you did, but. You there? I can hear you rustling around. Testing, testing, testing. Okay, you hear me perfectly. Yeah, testing, you're back now. Testing. You're back now. Yes. You're back. You're okay. Back. Uh, okay, I'm back. But Jalen Forbes, if he trans, if he transfers to, let's say, a Southern Miss and by his junior and senior year is scoring 14, 16 points a game, and getting his four or five rebounds and generally being a starter and a productive player at the division one level. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised at all. That's kind of what I expect sure. from him, but, but Alabama may, maybe hopefully, well, let's just say, hopefully we've recruited past him. These new guys coming in may prove to be better players, but uh, you never know until, you know, I, I went back and looked at the rankings today from last year's group. And let's forget, you know, Jalen Forbes was around one, one seventy four. Juwan Gary really? was around 120, yeah, in the rankings oh, last year on 24-7. On he was about 174. One, no, I'm sorry, 154. Uh, Juwan Gary was in the 120s. But you know who was 109, the 109-ranked freshman in the country? Raymond Hawkins, who yeah. came to Alabama and was so not ready to play, he didn't play even when there was no one else. Alabama literally stuck that Barnes kid, that Tyler Barnes kid, played here and there a minute here a minute there to close out a half if other people were in foul trouble he played and Hawkins didn't and Hawkins mm. could have played in a bunch of games and still redshirted under the new rules so it, it just shows you I mean you never really know for sure I know everyone assumes all these new guys are going to be better than Forbes but maybe they should be they might be but you never really know uh yeah, you're boy. I forgot about that. You're you're absolutely right, and uh, you know you 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 hope for the best for Primo um, and and Br- even Bruner. I mean, he's coming in from Yale. Yeah, he had a hell of a game against North Carolina, but North Carolina wasn't wasn't worth a shit this past year. Now, when they played North Carolina, I think North Carolina was still good. But having said that, um, uh, you know, I'm hoping for the best. Hey, Jimmy, I'll tell you something. I'm just hoping we got a freaking basketball season. It, it, it's a uh... It's something that's out there, and I, I think we shouldn't we shouldn't end up stunned if the fall sports, all the sports that play in the fall and the winter, are bumped into the spring, and we just have the busiest spring sports season ever starting next January Jeez. with basketball, football, baseball, everybody hitting the field at the same time because we finally have a vaccine or treatments we can believe in. Um, you know, that, that's that's one of the things that can happen. But, hey, this, this is everybody's going to have their own attitude about it or how they feel about it. And the way I'm I'm rolling for now is I am looking forward to a normal football and basketball season. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, and if it ends up, it doesn't happen. 
I'm not, I'm not jumping off a building either, but I just prefer to be hopeful. So I'm going to be hopeful until we know it's taken away. Well, you've always been Captain Positive, even back to the days of Mike Shula's 2006 offensive line. Um, <laughs> just give him a couple more games. Just He just needed more time. He needed one more jumbo package. Yeah. Um, all right, Jimmy, that's going to wrap us up. We're about out of time here, but uh, we appreciate everybody listening this week and uh, looking forward to next week. It's draft week, baby, and I'm so ready. Heck yeah. Roll draft. Roll draft when roll tide. That's where you say roll tide. Yeah, roll tide. Oh yeah, roll tide. Roll tide. I was I was too excited about the draft. <laughs> All right, roll tide, everybody.